The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Main Street Vegan with host Victoria Moran. Victoria is an author, inspirational speaker, and a certified holistic health counselor and vegan lifestyle coach. She's here to entertain, educate, and inspire you on your journey to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Now, let's get this party started. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Main Street Vegan. I'm Victoria Moran, and I'm so happy to have you with me today. And just you wait till our guests come on. This is going to be the most fun ever. I'm having two absolutely sensational guests. After the first break, we'll be joined by Big Bald Mike, a.k.a. Vegan Freak of Nature. Big Bald Mike is an arm wrestler He's really big. He's really bald. He's really strong. He's really tattooed. And he really loves bunnies and all other animals and works really hard on their behalf. And after the second break, we're going to be talking to one of my favorite people, Ben Strothman, better known as Honey LeBronx, the vegan drag queen. And you may follow uh, Honey LeBronx already on YouTube. She's got some fabulous cooking videos there. And she will, in fact, be cooking in a very, very important way in Chicago later in June for the Whirlpool Company. Is this amazing? that Whirlpool is asking for a vegan chef, a drag queen vegan chef. This is an awakening world. Don't you love it? How this station talks about being the voice of an awakening world. Oh my gosh. I guess it's been awakening from the very beginning. And to just see how it's awakening right now is so exciting, so wonderful. So let me just fill you in a bit on what's going on in my world. This past weekend was so much fun. We had The Seed here in New York City, The Seed, a vegan experience. And that was a wonderful extravaganza with all kinds of fabulous speakers and display tables. You get to go to these things and taste the best food. They had the tree-lined cheese people there. You know how much I love tree-lined cheese. It's just beginning to get distribution, so that was really yummy and good. And wonderful, wonderful speakers like Rich Roll, whom we've had on the show, Jasmine Singer and Marianne Sullivan, who were our very first guests on the show and who are going to come back next month. So that was a wonderful, wonderful event to be a part of. I also met there a wonderful medical doctor Doctor, a cardiologist from the Montefiore Medical Center in Bronx, New York. And what I learned from him is that they have a plant-based cardiology program 
at this medical center. His name is Robert J. Ostfeld. We'll have to get him on the show one of these days. But after meeting him and also having dinner with another lovely medical doctor who came in for the seed, uh, Dr. Mary M.D., she was on the show. She wrote the book Waste Away. I was thinking, you know, people want to find doctors who will support them in this kind of, of lifestyle. And I learned that there actually is a listing of such physicians. And it's really easy. It's www.vegdocs.com. That's V-E-G-D-O-C-S. Now, I'm proud to say that this listing was put together by a graduate of Main Street Vegan Academy, wonderful gentleman named Dr. Russell Elevin. He's a Unitarian minister in Fort Worth. Lots of times people confuse Unitarian and Unity, and they're two different, entirely different organizations, but certainly both open-minded and wonderful, and it's just great that they both exist in the world. In fact, I'm envisioning a show of maybe having Dr. Elevin on and a unity minister as well, because sometimes we hear people say, or we even say ourselves, oh, it's so difficult to be so different, and I have to go out with family or, or with business people. Do you know nobody has to fit in more with a bunch of people than a pastor? And to have a couple of vegan ones on different denominations and just see how they get by with it. I think that'll be fun. But anyway, Dr. Russell Elevin is behind VegDocs.com. So if you are looking for a vegan doctor or a plant-based doctor in your area, check it out. If you are a plant-based doctor, if you know a plant-based doctor, uh, go to VegDocs.com uh, and, and get yourself or get this uh, physician on there so that people can find you, him, or her. Speaking of health, you already know that one of my favorite websites is NutritionFacts.org. That's Dr. Michael Greger's website. Dr. Greger has been a guest on this show. And nutritionfacts.org today has the most fascinating one-minute video. Now, you can subscribe and get these one-minute videos every day. It's the only thing I subscribe to. I don't have time for a lot of stuff online, but I absolutely look at this every day. And today, I want you to be sure that you read it, even if you think you're not interested, because the title looks like something like, Breast cancer, if you're going to drink wine, is red or white better? Well, my understanding is it's better not to have any, but if you're going to have some, red is better. But that's not really what this video is about. It is about preventing cancer, not having that scourge come into your life and also having the best chance for being permanently cured if that is an experience that has, has been in your life. And the key is fruits and vegetables. You know, we talk a lot on this show about not eating animal products for a whole lot of reasons. The animals, the environment, world hunger, and our health. And in certainly some health situations, getting rid of that stuff is the most important thing. Even in some cancer, colon cancer, for instance, we know no processed meats, period, end of story. Very little meat altogether, but none of the bologna, bacon, that kind of thing for preventing colorectal cancer. But what about all these other cancers? And Dr. Greger, who always goes straight to the scientific literature, you never get any woo-woo from Dr. Greger, he is showing how for almost every kind of cancer, a high intake of fruits and vegetables is massively preventive. They did a study in Great Britain that showed that there were something like 15,000 cases of cancer that happened because of exposure to a carcinogen 10 years before. Now, when you hear exposure to a carcinogen, you probably think like I do, uh, Chernobyl, well, Love Canal, Aaron Brockovich, but no, what these people were exposed to was a lack of fruits and vegetables. Ooh. So what they're saying is five fruit and veg a day. And people listening to this who are already vegan or near vegan are like, well, that's fine. I'm vegan. I, I, I'm sure I do that. But do you really? 
Because, you know, sometimes we can get up and we can have our oatmeal in the morning and, and then we can have a sandwich for lunch. And then, you know, dinner, we'll have some pasta and, and maybe do it in garlic and oil and, and, you know, some sorbet for dessert. You can go through your whole day, even as a vegan, not having a single fruit or vegetable. So I recommend keeping track of that, you know, a little food diary to be sure you're getting in all your fruit and veg. And what I have been having for lunch very, very often these days is beans and greens. And I try to get into that a whole lot of what Dr. Joel Furman calls his G-bombs, greens, beans, onions, mushrooms, berries, and seeds. So I saute my onion and elephant garlic. I learned about elephant garlic from an old boyfriend. Thank you, Cran. Old boyfriends can come in handy. Elephant garlic's nice. It's big. You don't have to press it or anything. You can just chop it like an onion. And then I'll put in red beans or garbanzos. I use Eden beans in the can because they don't have the carcinogenic lining. I get Eden beans and I get Muir Glen tomatoes. And those are the only things I buy in a can. And then I put in the kale and I just buy the kind, the baby kale that's in the bag or the box already washed. I mean, I have lots of things going on. So unless I've gone to the farmer's market or I've got some kale from my daughter's garden, I just get the kind I don't have to wash. And it really only takes a couple of minutes. And then I can season it up Italian style or Indian style or Asian style. And I've really done a lot of good for myself. So do good for yourself and get in those fruit and veg. And guess what? It's time for our first break. Stay with us and we'll be back to introduce you to two fascinating people, fascinating vegans right here on Main Street Vegan on Unity Online Radio. You are listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. To support this ministry, go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Your contribution helps us broadcast messages of love and inspiration throughout the world. What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet, and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com. Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. listening to Main Street Vegan with Victoria Moran. 
If you have questions or comments about today's topic or any other area of interest, we invite you to follow Victoria underscore Moran on Twitter or email her at MainStreetVegan at UnityOnlineRadio.org. Now, back to Main Street Vegan. Hey guys, I'm back and I'm back with a fabulous guest. So, so happy to be introducing Big Bald Mike. He's known by many as a former professional wrestler, an actor in movies and commercials, and a shredding guitarist and new age composer, and a bunny snuggling badass. Big Bald Mike has bottled drug and battled drug and alcohol addiction, a severe eating disorder, topping out at 571 pounds and overwhelming depression. After having his eyes open to the realities of the meat industry, Mike decided to turn his life around, get healthy, and take a stand against animal cruelty. Now, I met Mike last January in uh, Marshall, Texas, and you know that I am such a fan of Marshall, Texas, and Get Healthy Marshall. It's this small city near Shreveport, Louisiana, but in Texas, where they just have a whole bunch of vegans because the mayor went vegan. And so they have a, an event every January. And I met Mike there and oh my gosh, what a presence and what a pleasure to have you on Main Street Vegan. Welcome. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you so much. Well, you said during the break, I have a story. So tell us your story. Okay, I'll tell you. Well, first of all, I wanted to say a great intro segment for those of you listening. The power of fruits and vegetables, beans and greens. Let me tell you something. That is literally the key factor that has propelled me for this tremendous weight loss journey I've had over the last year. But not just that, but reversing uh, the different states of disease I had, like heart disease, um, high blood pressure, uh, diabetes, uh, you get that kind of stuff in your diet and it, it, it will heal you. And it will give you so much energy that you'll have to find things to do. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, so, just to give you a bit of my background, basically I've been big my entire life. Um, I mean, I was maybe 250 pounds in junior high and, you know, I played football and, you know, I was always, you know, just big boned. I wasn't really fat, but I was just big, you know, big kid, you know, and, uh, it wasn't until about 2004 where I, I think I was probably in the best shape of my life. I was about 315 pounds of solid muscle. Um, I was all natural. Um, I, I wasn't vegan back then, um, but I did eat as clean as I could. And I was training for strongman, which is these competitions where they pick up big kind of odd objects like refrigerators and cars and big stones. And I was doing really well with that training. What happened was I was in on my way back from Pittsburgh to Texas, and I was supporting a friend up there at a bodybuilding show in Pittsburgh. And I'm, when I was driving back to Tennessee, I stepped out in, in a Walmart parking lot, and I ended up getting hit by a, by a truck and tore a bunch of my rib cartilage, you know, went to the hospital, um, it was a really bad injury. Uh, it was probably one of the most painful things I've ever been through in my life. Uh, it took took me a good good four or five months to heal. It was at that time that my training, I stopped training and got hooked on pain pills. Um, and I wasn't abusing them, but I, uh, I I was taking them, you know, quite a bit, and I started eventually mixing them with alcohol. So the next thing you know, around 2005, I was up to about 500 pounds from, you know, about 315 pounds. And, you know, mainly I was just eating, you know, steaks and, uh, you know, I was going out to restaurants. I mean, I would eat, you know, go to some restaurants and eat like a 66-ounce steak all in one sitting, and then I didn't have the activity to try, you know, to burn that off. Um, It was around that same time that I started uh, playing in a band. I've been, pl- I've been playing guitar since 1996, and then uh, I started, decided to get out there and, and go for it because I'm in my 20s, and uh, it ended up being a real good deal. We started playing shows around Texas, Louisiana, and Arkansas, and uh, Oklahoma, and it was during that time that the constant travel, being on the road, eating the fast food, that my health really started to deteriorate. Um, 
around 2008, and I this year is was one really the most critical year for me for what set everything off and, I, and it's a miracle that I'm even here today. I'm going to give you a slight idea of, of what I did in 2008. Uh, okay, we're listening. Yeah, so so pretty much I went on this binge. I was just I broken up with my band, uh, you know, even though we had just spent, you know, this ridiculous amount of money recording this record. I was just so depressed over so many things in life. I just kind of went on, and I had, I had just moved to Austin, Texas, where, like, I had not just music and alcohol and drugs, everything available that I wanted. I had complete freedom and no one to tell me, you know, no. Um, so, you know, I started working at this bar, and I would drink about 240 ounces of beer a night. He had these 24-ounce mugs, and I would easily drink 10 of those probably a half bottle of whiskey. I mean, this was a day-to-day thing from maybe February 2008 all the way to about around December, which is when, you know, I tried committing suicide by swallowing about 40 Vicodin with uh, two bottles of whiskey, hoping that I would just die in my sleep. I'd become that miserable. And throughout that year, I'd done so much damage to my heart and organs from the way I was eating Here's, a, here's kind of an interesting fact. The way I calculated how much beef I ate in 2008 was I saved all my receipts, you know, to be able to write off my taxes, you know, and uh, I would eat about seven ultimate cheeseburgers from Jack in the Box almost every night. I had over 300 receipts for the year of 2008. Now, those burgers weighed about, you know, probably a pound. They were loaded up with mayo, bacon, cheese, and then two big, big beef patties. When you do the math on that, that's over 2,100 pounds of beef, and that was just from jack-in-the-box. I mean, we're talking, I was still going to other restaurants, and, and, when, and eventually when my book comes out, I'll, I'll give people all the nitty-gritty details on the, the terrible things that I ate and did to myself and the portions of food that you would almost think that I was a hippo the way I was able to consume it. Um, by the end of 2008, I was just done. I couldn't. I could hardly walk. I could hardly breathe. I had no purpose in life. I took those pills. I took that whiskey. I wrote. I did not write a note goodbye. Uh, next thing you know, I woke up two days later, and I don't really remember the rest of the month of December. I don't remember Christmas. I don't remember New Year's. It was around. The first week in January that Mickey Rourke had had this movie come out called The Wrestler, and I'd had a very small part in that movie. Like earlier, right before I started all this, the drug binge in 2008, I'd gone up to New Jersey because one of my buddies was in that movie, and he he got me in, and I'd forgotten all about it. And next thing you know, my phone's blowing up with text messages, hey, we saw you in the movie, and I I kind of got out of my stupor. I, I wasn't doing any pills, but I was still drinking a lot. I remember thinking, you know, uh, so I caught a cab down to downtown Austin, which was the only place they were showing The Wrestler, and went and watched the movie, not just to see myself. I really was interested in seeing the story, and I thought maybe I could get something out of it because it's kind of a hard knocks. Uh, you know, when life is really tough, you know, this is where you are. I, that kind of show. Uh, I ended up seeing it like, Ten more times after. Oh, it that. was a great movie. Uh, I love that movie. I related to that movie so much, Victoria, of where I was in my life, that I literally was a couple days from checking into rehab, and I said, "To heck with rehab! I'm going to become a professional wrestler and use activity to reclaim my life." And I did. I found a wrestling school, started wrestling that week, and you know, the next little while was just. Uh, the, the next month was just pain and suffering of, of detoxing on my own. Uh, I can't even begin to tell you how alone and, and how isolated I felt. And nobody really in my family and none of my friends knew where I w- had moved to in Austin. They didn't know what I was up to. Um, and fast and forward us in, in the interest of time. Tell us what happened. Okay. So, here, so here's what happened. I ended up meeting a girl, the first girl I ever met in my life. Uh, she turned me on to vegetarianism. She sent me some animal cruelty videos that pretty much 
made me stop eating meat overnight. This is, you know, around March of 2009. Uh, around the same time, a, a documentary crew in Austin started filming me for the fact that I was using wrestling to get off of uh, drugs and alcohol. And we're still, uh, uh, as of now, we're in our last year of filming. This thing is going to wrap, and then you'll probably see it at the major film festivals. It's going to be a very inspirational story. Um, What's it called? But what happened? Uh, it, it's called Wrestling Demons. Ew. You can see a six-minute trailer for it on YouTube right now. If you just type in Wrestling Demons, two different words, and great. Yeah, that story is going to have it all. It's going to have all the stuff that I can't tell you about today. Um, but pretty much, I battled weight all the way up to 2012. In 2012, at the first part of the year, that's when I was at 571 pounds. I mean, I, I gained weight as a vegetarian because I was eating so many huge portions of cheese, and I wasn't eating those fruits and vegetables like you talked about. I wasn't eating the beans and greens, you know, and squash and yams like my doctor now, you know, recommended that I eat. And pr pretty much the sequence of events that happened was um, I met Robert Cheek, the world-famous vegan bodybuilder, and him and his friend Kate, who um, found me through a, a potluck, ended up recommending this doctor to me, and she got me eating um, the beans and greens, squash and yams every day. Within weeks, my heart disease, my diabetes, my high blood pressure, it all kind of went into remission. Next thing you know, I'm working out. Um, I'm, uh, you know... I had so much stamina, it was just amazing. I started dropping weight, and at, at this point now, I'm at 432 pounds, and I've done it not starving as a vegan. I've eaten, I eat big, healthy meals every day, and, you know, I am on this mission to open up my gym called Bone Breaker Barbell. I have a following, and a, a bunch of vegan athletes come down and train, and uh, I have a message of, wanting to use my strength to help other people. And that's, that's kind of become my mission in life. This year is going to be, um, I mean, this is my last transformational year before everything takes off and I'm able to go out there and use my story to help other people, which is my life's purpose. Wow, that gives me chills, Mike. Now, for anybody who wants to follow up on this, uh, bigbaldmike.com, that's Mike's website and blog, and his gym website is bbbarbell.com, that's for Bone Breaker Barbell. Now, in addition to helping people, I know you really do a lot for animals, and there's a particular spot in your heart for rabbits. Tell us about that. <laughs> well, whenever I first... Um you know, started seeing my lady, she had a few rabbits and I guess they kind of became my adoptive mascot because if you Google a picture of, of me, you know, you'll see I'm not exactly the kind of person that would look like a bunny lover. And I'm covered in tattoos, you know, I have a you know, big beard, you know, menacing look, but they just, I, I just developed a soft spot for them and they, they became my favorite little animal and, and, and we had... We've had as much as four, and now we're down to one. They just, you know, they just don't live forever, unfortunately. And uh, but you know that that's okay because they they're one of many animals that I'm trying to save. I mean, I have a mission to be able to make people realize that you can get strong, you can gain muscle, you can have energy and strength, and all do it on a compassionate vegan diet. It's, it's, it's really easy. That is so exciting. Now, I know that you're going to be part of the Naturally Fit Super Show happening in Austin. That's late June? Yes. Uh, uh, no, it's the end of July. July. July 28th, I think, last weekend of, of July. And you're going to be organizing an arm wrestling exhibition there. So this is going to be an all-vegan bodybuilding and strength show. Is that right? No, it's not, actually. It, it, okay. It's going to be a, a huge natural bodybuilding show, but there's going to be a presence of over 20 vegan athletes competing okay. there. Okay. Uh, very there's good. Be the largest, it'll be the largest gathering of vegan athletes in one spot at one time, and we're hoping to make a big mark, and I'm hoping that that's where I'm going to be able to 
hopefully attract some investors for me to get my gym open so they can see the kind of purpose that I have. Um, it, it, in addition to doing this, uh, you know, uh, life's work of, of, of helping animals and helping other people, uh, you know, with my story, you know, I have a music production company with my uh, buddy in uh, Connecticut. He's this musical genius named Scotty Mack. And, and what we're going to focus on is making these inspirational videos with music scored underneath. And, you know, that's going to be hopefully what I actually, when I get into the motivational speaking part of my career, which is hopefully next year, I'll be able to have those images and music behind what I do. And I think it's just going to make it that much powerful. Um, there's a lot of stuff I wish I could tell you, I wish I had the time for. Um, if you had anything else that I was missing, you know, let me know. Well, you're not missing a darn thing. <laughs> and I just want our listeners to know, I think anybody could pick it up just listening to you. But but being in your presence, you are the real deal. This is Big Bald Mike, one year vegetarian, two years junk food vegan, one year whole food vegan, transformed human being, bigbaldmike.com. And I just know you are just going to break out there and do so much to change the world. I'm so happy to be on this planet at the same time as you. God bless you. Wow. And thank stay. You so <laughs> thank you, Mike. Stay with us, everybody. We'll be back after these messages with Honey LeBronx, the vegan drag queen, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Oh, you know what? I just said that, and now I see that the world is awakening, but my engineer seems to have stepped away from his desk. Oh, he's back. Okay, let's do that again. After these messages, we will be back with our next guest, Ben Strothman, better known as Honey LeBronx, the vegan drag queen. Stay with us. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. My affirmation of faith is, I release and I let go. I release my desire to control people or situations. I let go of fear, worry, and doubt. I trust in divine power, which is infinitely capable of establishing right outcomes. I align myself with this power through prayer and meditation. Opening my mind and heart to the wisdom of the universe, I recall the promise, I am with you always to the end of the age. With this assurance, I find the strength to let go of anything holding me back. Letting go and letting God is a choice. It empowers me to move forward with ease and confidence. It provides me peace of mind and the assurance of divine order. As I let go and let God... I open the door to infinite possibilities. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word digital magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Are you tired of life slamming the door in your face? Did you get another rejection letter, pink slip, foreclosure notice, or go on yet another bad date? Does it seem like the older you get, the more hopeless life seems? Are you ready to stop taking no as your final answer? Then join us for Design Your Life, a talk show by Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach. Go into the locker room for one full hour with the championship coach every week and start designing your winning playbook that will make the rest of your life the best of your life. That's Design Your Life with Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for Main Street Vegan. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Main Street Vegan. I am Victoria Moran, and I do want to make an announcement that I didn't make before. If you are in the New York City area or if you'll be here this coming weekend, Memorial Day weekend, I'm going to be part of the Unity Church of New York City events that day. I'll be doing the Sunday service, the 11 a.m. service at Symphony Space, which is a beautiful, beautiful concert venue where of New York meets. And after that, I will be doing a workshop at the Unity offices in Midtown called the Fillmore Diner Go Veg for Health, Beauty, and Attunement because the Fillmores, Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, who founded Unity, were vocally vegetarian. So that's this Sunday if you are around New York City. And I am so happy at this moment to be speaking to a neighbor up here in the upper western (laughs) part of of New York City, and that is Ben Strothman, better known as Honey LeBronx, the vegan drag queen. Welcome, Ben. Hi, Victoria. It's so great to be on your show. It's so wonderful to be on your show. You know, I have only met you in person as Honey. Okay. So I feel like I'm just meeting you now as Ben. And I was talking to a friend of mine and telling him that you were going to be on the show. And and he was saying, we all have personas. And when somebody does drag, they have a persona that is very different from how they usually are. And, And it really jumps out. But he was saying to me, well, you have a persona. You know, when you speak and when you put on your high heels, that's different from your other one. And yet, whether I'm speaking or whether I'm in jeans at home and whether you're Ben or whether you're Honey, we're vegan. Yeah. And that's so cool. Amen. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's really uh, just uh, such an honor and privilege to not have to be here right now in full drag. I love that I didn't have to shave or paint anything on or pin anything to my skull. It is. I'll, I'll tell you, being being a drag queen has taught me being a beautiful woman, and you know this, Victoria. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Uh-oh. And as a guy, I mean, I literally I rolled out of bed an hour ago. I put on a t-shirt. And I in some flats, and I went to get a coffee, and I look good. Oh yeah, and it takes well, zero effort. <laughs> yeah, and you look good anyway. You're, oh, you're the, the you. rare person who can <laughs> can look good in in either gender. Um, well, anybody you. listening live today who wants to talk to to Ben or Honey, I guess you could be either way, mm-hmm. or me. Call us at eight 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 five five eight six four eight nine, and guess what? Today, if you're one of the first two callers, you'll actually get a present. You will get some medieval oil, which is an aromatherapy product that Ben learned about from his spiritual mentor. What's going on with that? Well, um, you know, my spiritual mentor is a a big part of my story, really. Um, One of the first people I met when I moved to New York or when I was first visiting New York is just a fascinating man by the name of John Oliver. Not the Daily Show correspondent, but um, I think his website is johnjoliver.com. He's a psychic police detective, and he introduced me to so many things, aromatherapy and ultimately veganism. Long story short, what I call medieval oil is based on, um, it's a sort of blend of oils, cinnamon, clove, lemon, eucalyptus, and rosemary. It was invented by grave robbers in the uh, Middle Ages in Europe when uh, the bubonic plague was wiping out the population. These guys were making a killing, stealing clothing, money, jewelry off of the dead bodies that were laying in the streets. How do they do it without getting sick? They were botanists. They knew the power of plants and they managed to anoint themselves with this stuff in a way that prevented them from getting sick. Um, it smells like Christmas in a bottle. It's just delicious. It, it, you can even take it orally. I use it as my own mouthwash, um, as a breath freshener. And there are over a hundred different ways to use it. And I list some of those ways at medievaloil.com. But I always love hearing from people who buy it from me because I'm always hearing of new ways that people use it. And I'm happy to talk about more ways to use it. But um, it's just a a miracle uh, in a bottle. 
Oh, it sounds absolutely yummy. So do call us 888-558-6489 because if you don't, the host will get all the medieval oil. So <laughs> oh, I'm that, sending you a bill anyway. That's Maybe. how it is. Well, thank Maybe. you. <laughs> yeah. So so I'm curious. Now, now people can find you. Your cooking show is vegandragqueen.com. Your yeah. primary website, honeylabronx.com. So did you do the drag thing before you were doing vegan cooking, or did those things evolve together? They really evolved around the same time, um, uh, pretty neck and neck. I think I, I went vegan in November um, of, gosh, I want to say, well, I've been vegan three and a half years, so someone out there can do the math better than I can. Maybe November 2009, or yeah, well, I'll just say November 2009. Um, and I think I, I first ever did drag uh, roughly a month before that. Um, so veganism and drag were sort of born from me around the same time. That's really exciting. I love it. I love it. And I've already announced, I don't know if you were listening then, about this incredible thing that's coming up for you at the end of June when you're going to be doing a cooking demonstration in Chicago for Whirlpool. I I, I saw Whirlpool commercials on TV when I was a kid. That's I, you know, I'll tell you, I was going through my emails and I saw the email from them and I almost deleted it because it just looked like, oh, this is, it was like a big HTML formatted email that looked all fancy. So I thought, oh, I must have gotten on some mailing list. And the guy said, you know, hey, greetings from, you know, a fellow vegan in Chicago. I work for Whirlpool. Um, and every year in conjunction with Pride, we do these uh, live cooking demos sort of to showcase our, our, you know, Whirlpool is the parent company of KitchenAid and they have all these appliances and products and, you know, to sort of showcase their, their line of kitchen products, they want people to do cooking demos. And he's like, it would be such a, a thrill to get Honey LeBronx to come out and be part of this. Um, and, uh, I, you know, what's funny is I actually have to write him back and say, yes, okay, it's official. But, um, you know, they've, um, they, we've, we've sort of made it official and, um, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I don't consider myself to be this great chef or great cook or, you know, or have, I'm not blessed with all this culinary know-how. Uh, I was, however, born into a food business family. So I'm no stranger to the kitchen and, you know, since going vegan, I just really wanted to empower myself with familiarity in the kitchen. And um, over time, it sort of just led to, you know, a fascination with, you know, do-it-yourself, um, you know, uh, cooking. And uh, that's what I try to give back to the people through my show. Well, and you're also a performer. I mean, I've heard you sing as Honey. And, and when you do your cooking show, it's not just here I am stirring you actually entertain people, and we need that. Well, I, I certainly hope I do, um, but thank you. Yeah, you know, I, um, it, it's, it's funny. You know, I, I was having a conversation with a friend the other day. I moved to New York 12 years ago, and it's funny. When I first got to New York City, the big dream was to be in 42nd Street on Broadway. In fact, I had an, an opportunity to audition for the Broadway revival of it. I didn't make it. But when I first moved here, I would open backstage, I would look through the auditions, I would scan it quickly to see if anyone was casting a professional production of 42nd Street. And if they weren't, I'd close it and I'd say, well, no one's casting anything. My, I had the blinders on. I was so tunnel visioned of what I thought God's purpose for me was in this world. Or rather, I had no concept of God's purpose for me. It was all about... You know, what What does Ben want? What is my will? What is my life supposed to look like according to me? And over the last couple of years, you know, as, as I mentioned to you, um, uh, I, I, I sort of came to um, veganism through um, the tools of recovery. You know, I've got, you know, almost five years sober from drugs and alcohol. And the the process of getting sober really taught me quite a bit about living an honest life, um, living uh, a a life of of doing no harm to others. 
and um, and living a life uh, according to God's will and not my will. And it's just so interesting that when I, you know, stay out of my way and let the universe guide me, um, I'm always finding myself on a much more fascinating path than what I would have uh, set out on out of my own determination. Oh my God, that's gorgeous. I, and I totally reflect back what, what you said. I, I see it in my own life. I came to New York right about the time you did with my daughter who was 17 and she's an actor and I'm a writer and we were going to set the world on fire in ways that we saw that we were going to do it. And it's been so much more blessed, just different. So we have a caller now, Margarita. Hey, Margarita. Are you still there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Do you have a question for Ben? Actually, no. I mean, not exactly. I was listening to everything. I'm grateful that I was able to get through since I'm actually off, and every time I try to network, the iPhone doesn't work. But, um, yes, I actually do have a a question. Where are you how do you find, especially working, to because I try to, to take food from home and then when I get home to make stuff, but to add more, like of a term saying more greens, more greens in your cooking and to have access to meals because I live I live in Florida and it's just I, where I work there's nothing I have to drive or order in, so basically I'm kind of forced to take my food. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that today and why it's so hard sometimes to get in the fruits and vegetables because it's much easier to just pack a sandwich or some nuts or something like that. What do you do about that, Ben? Well, uh, you know, I I realize living in New York City uh, looks a lot different than living in other parts of the world. So, you you know, Margarita, you might have to translate this for what is real and accessible where where you live. But I'm much the same way. You know, I'm much more a meat and potatoes and sandwiches kind of vegan. Um, and it's only recently that I'm trying to go more whole foods based and incorporate more, more greens and beans and, 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 and veg as, uh, as Victoria was saying earlier in the show. Um, you know, what, what, what makes it easier for me to do that is, uh, just, I, I guess, uh, I, I think of myself more as a kale kind of girl, but spinach has been creeping into my life in so many ways lately. Um, you know, there's, th- there's really three ways that I try to incorporate more greens into my diet. First, you know, I, I, I eat most of my meals out, you know, but, but the first meal of the day, breakfast, is a lot more in my control. I recently got a Vitamix, but I'd assume you could do this with just about any other kind of blender. Um, I, I got the Vitamix and along with it came a recipe book and there's something they call the Garden Fresh Cocktail, which I sort of did my own take on. And actually for this interview, I, I decided to make a tiny URL. If you go to tinyurl.com uh, forward slash honey's breakfast, I'll t- it shows you exactly what I put into it. But it's basically half a bunch of spinach, some tomatoes, some red bell pepper, half an onion, a carrot, some parsley, uh, and some other goodies, you know, it's real easy to throw stuff into that, like some hemp seeds, flax seeds, chia seeds. And as much as I cannot stand to the, the taste of a mushroom, I find if I get mushroom powder, I can sneak it in there and I'm I'm eating mushrooms every day. So that makes it really easy for me to start my day off with some greens. Um, another way is, you know, here, any deli or bodega you go to, you can really easily get a chopped spinach salad. And again, I just sneak into that a whole lot of things, you know, some wonderful raw produce, things that I might normally not eat. Um, and uh, that with a little, you know, balsamic vinaigrette, really delicious way to get my greens. And lastly, sometimes I just have to sort of like parent myself a little better. You know, I go to Whole Foods maybe every Tuesday night with some friends and they have a delicious array of vegan chicken salad and a seitan chimichurri from Candle Cafe. And, you know, when I was tempted by the seitan chimichurri, I found myself thinking, you know, my body is really screaming out for some broccoli right now. 
you know, I, the, 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 the kale amoli salad, which is kale and guacamole. And, you know, I, I, I try to, I try to lean towards the greener, more veg based options when I am eating out because they're certainly available. Well, that just sounds yummy. When people start talking about greens, you know, I want greens. And I think sometimes when we're involved in these conversations and people are talking about cake, well, that's all fine. But, you know, if you shift the conversation greenward, it changes. And and thank you so much for your generosity in doing tinyurl.com slash honey's breakfast. And that's H-O-N-E-Y-S without any apostrophes, correct? Correct. Honey's breakfast. Oh, thank you. Yummy, yummy. And thanks so much, Margarita, for your call. Our engineer, Jeff, will get your information, and you will get some medieval oil. Lucky you. Thank you so much. Ah, oh, that's exciting. Greenery and medieval oil. So, Ben, tell us about your spiritual life. Well, let's see. Um, you know, I, I, I find it interesting before before the tools of recovery. If someone had asked me about my spiritual life, I, I don't know that I would have been able to tell you in any certain uh, terms what that looks like. But today, my spiritual life really includes, um, you know, prayer and meditation. I, I'd be lying if I said it was on a daily basis. You know, when I was first entering recovery, I had to really discipline myself um, much harder than I feel I. Do now. Um, every single morning, I would hit my knees and just ask God to help me get through another day, more on God's terms, not my own. Um, and uh, and I cannot stress enough the importance of meditation. It's something. It's a practice I've really let go from my life, um, and uh, I'm trying to get more into it nowadays. Uh, working up to about ten minutes a day if I can. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's it's pretty much that and just the concept of doing unto others as I want done to myself. You know, a lot of recovery focuses on not harming others and where we have harmed others, trying to make amends for that as best we can. And I find so often that when I am making an amends for a harm I've done, I find myself saying some version of the following, you know, I feel I've treated you in a way that I would never want to be treated. And I feel badly about that. And so much of being vegan has factored into my spiritual life in that I, I try to be compassionate towards all living things. And much to my dismay, I realized one day that has to include my fellow man and my fellow subway passengers. And that is the real test, you know, getting on the train and choosing to let go of my own self-centered grumpiness, but looking around the train and... You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was having a really bad day and no one around me on the train stopped and recognized that, you know, like I used to feel like when it's my birthday and I step out of the apartment, the whole town, like the opening scene of Beauty and the Beast, everyone should look at me and be like, hey, it's your birthday boy. No one is aware that it's my special day. Now, on the same hand, Let's say, God, thank God I haven't lost either of my parents. I'm seeing my mom this weekend. But if I lost my mom today, no one would have any way of knowing that I'm going through a hard time and that I need to be handled just a little delicately today. And when I get on the train, I have no way of knowing if that person who stepped on my foot or who chose to stand in the doorway when people are trying to get on the train, I have no way of knowing if that person is not doing their best to keep it all together and get through another day despite dealing with something very difficult. And um, so I try to extend that to everyone around me. You know, you know, one of the first questions I ask myself when I have to deal with someone is often like, how, do, do I know that this person has not just lost their mother? I know it's, it might be a little simplistic, but it, it, that helps me. You know, it's real easy to extend the compassion for me to the animals um, because they don't cut in front of me in line at the Dunkin' Donuts, you know. But to extend that to my fellow man can be a real challenge sometime. And when I look at it that way, that really helps. Oh, that's beautiful. That's lovely. I'm talking with Brent Strothman, better known as Honey LeBronx, the vegan drag queen. And here are all the ways that you can find him and her, vegandragqueen.com, that's the cooking show, honeylabronx.com, that's the main website, and big, fat, 
veganradio.com. That is your podcast that is just celebrating its one-year anniversary. Congratulations on that. Thank you so much. Yes, my co-host, Laura Yaz, she and I started this about uh, a year ago. And it's just so funny. You know, I came to this thinking, oh, I have nothing to say. I don't know. How am I going to fill a whole hour or hour and a half podcast? Well, sometimes it's longer than that. And um, yeah, it's it's really been a thrill. And just a big shout out to all our uh, Big Fat Vegan Radio listeners and fans. You know, uh, they've they've really helped us make this something real special. Well, that that's great. And I, I just like doing this show. When people listen as a podcast, it totally makes walking the dog or being on the treadmill a different experience when you can listen to all this fabulous vegan inspiration. So thank you so much, Ben, for being on the show. Twitter people, you can follow at Honey LaBronx or at Big Fat Vegan Radio on Twitter. You can even find me there, Victoria underscore Moran. New Yorkers, come to Unity of New York City this Sunday, and I'll talk at you, and we can meet. And I think the big surprise there is going to be that I just might bring my little dog, Forbes. Ben, bless your heart. Thank you so much for being on the show. And thanks to everybody for listening. God bless you. And eat your veggies. Thank you for listening to Main Street Vegan. Join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time as Victoria Moran entertains, educates, and inspires you on your vegan journey. This program is sponsored by Main Street Vegan. To learn more about Victoria or to explore training with Main Street Vegan Academy as a vegan lifestyle coach, go to www.mainstreetvegan.net. That's www.mainstreetvegan.net. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Things may happen around you, things may happen to you, but the only things that really count are the things that happen in you. This meditative moment from Reverend Eric Butterworth is brought to you by Unity. Whether you love the Bible or hate it, turn to it daily or refuse to have it in your house, The Bible Alive, Exploring Your Spiritual Roadmap is a program designed just for you. Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley presents the Bible as a practical, powerful spiritual roadmap full of wisdom and guidance for the challenges of life today. A roadmap for your spiritual journey. Isn't that just what you're seeking? Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time for The Bible Alive, exploring your spiritual roadmap with Rev. Ed Townley, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? 
Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We talk to the animals, and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast, hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Karen Dendy-Smith, and Meredith Tolleson. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.